Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to this week's Driven Chat podcast, where this week Andy J and I talk to Lotus Managing Director Matt Windle and Amy gets back from Sri Lanka. The Driven Chat podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. My name is John Markar, and the, the, the laughing figure that you can hear in your ears is Amy Shaw. Hello, Amy Shaw. Hello, John Markar. Um, how are you? Because I, um, I'm under the impression, correct me if I'm wrong, that you've only just got off an aeroplane from somewhere quite far away. Yes. Um, it took me three days to get there instead of, like, one. Ah. And then I was there for a total of four days, and then I flew back again. And then when I flew back... I woke up, set my stopwatch on my phone. The mm. next time I put my head on a pillow was 41 hours later. Ah. So I was quite tired. So I, I slept well last night. But yeah, I've just been to Sri Lanka for Ooh. a few days with, with, the, with a job, um, which is very good fun, but really interesting because I was working um, for, it will be a Mercedes Classic magazine. Yeah. And so basically we were out there photographing this I was envisioning it to be a road trip, a classic Mercedes road trip, because that was kind of what I thought was going to be. We had a three or four cars, and we were going to drive around Sri Lanka, basically. And then I got there, and I was a little bit disappointed, because they put them onto transporters to get them everywhere. Oh. Oh, I didn't really quite expect that. But then I started to learn and understand why that this was, this was the case, because oh. basically you're, it's a, there's an import ban on anything in Sri Lanka over three years old. So every classic car that's there... Really? Yep. Is the only... It either got bought new when it was there, or it's either come in slightly illegally, as in boxes of bits and been built no there. Way. And so every, every classic car that is there is actually quite... Genuinely quite rare. All the parts... All the, you know, the cost of parts to, to re... 
build anything or restore these <laughs> things is extortionate, really, really expensive. And then, like, apparently there's, there's one, like, street in Colombo where there's all these, um, like, machine car bit shops, basically. Mm-hmm. And you can't ring them up and say, hey, have you got part number for, for a Mercedes, whatever? You have to go in. They, they don't have, like, street addresses either. You have to go in with, say, like, I don't know, a bit of a rubber something or other that you've already taken off the car. And right. you go into them and you say, have you got a replacement one of these? Or can you make one? Or can you make one? <laughs> and they'll either be like... Uh, yeah, but they have no idea what they have or what what, they, what it's for. Wow. And then you, if they haven't, you go to the next shop and you go and do the same. And yeah, they literally have, it's it's fascinating. And then if you've found somewhere that does it, you have to then like pin that location on your phone because you or just remember which shop you went into because there's quite a lot of them and then go back and pick it up like the next day or whatever. It's really interesting. Wow. So yeah, I was doing that. It was a bit of a whistle whistle stop tour, wasn't it? You were kind of in and yes. out within a short space of time. Yeah. So um, yeah, quite wow. quite tired, but saw a lot of Sri Lanka, and also yeah, the the, the roads are actually I was surprised how good most of the roads were, mm. but some of the roads were not as good, and that was another reason for the lack of of actual travel. Um, <laughs> but uh, what's really great about Sri Lanka as well is guess how many tuk tuks there are in Sri Lanka in total? Yeah, uh, four hundred nine. <laughs> Is that that it? Is that four hundred nine? Four hundred nine. Three million. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's three million. Three million tuk tuks. Right. I I was I was close. (laughs) I was waiting to see if you were going to say four hundred nine thousand million in Sri Lanka. But isn't Sri Lanka the size of like the Isle of Wight? Island. It's the size of Ireland. It's not like genuinely. Three million. (laughs) Yeah. They are everywhere. It's fascinating. And what's quite funny is that on the on like on the backs and sides, like each tuk tuk driver um, puts their own like um, you know pimps their own tuk tuk to to make wow. it interesting. And they have what's called tuk tuk wisdom. And so like oh. in the back window, there might be things like <laughs> racing jaguar, like literally stuck in the back window of a tuk tuk or something like that. Or right. um, my life, my choices on the back somewhere i have that written on the back of my car to be fair yeah my life my choices leave me alone (laughs) honestly it's hilarious so um yeah no that was that was quite fun looking out for tuk tuk wisdom amazing and if people are these photographs you were there to take photographs i I assume yes um are are these going to be published anywhere or is this a secret thing no that no it's going to it is going to go in the in i don't even know what the magazine is i think it's a mercedes classic club magazine oh, i don't cool. actually know i need to probably find that out but um it was, it was <laughs> <laughs> so you know where to send the invoice <laughs> yeah. well, I, I get my i get my pa to do it uh, oh my <laughs> how she's changed dear listener since we began <laughs> so I don't she know has a pa goes. now <laughs> oh dear but yeah so no I, um if not I, I mean i'm going to i'll definitely put them on social media when i'm allowed to post about them so um Perfect. yeah but it was amazing i nearly got not attacked by a monkey it just was it, i thought it was going to jump on my head it didn't, thankfully. So I, I haven't had my rabies jab. Right. <laughs> Can we yep. start just Sorry. sending a camera crew to follow you around wherever you go? Because I feel like there's more opportunity to capture your life. I think the listeners are nodding. They're nodding. Go, yes, I want to see Amy nearly get attacked by a monkey. I did scream a little bit. Um. <laughs> well. Yeah. There we are. There's the, the opening to a podcast that I wasn't expecting. And um, also, um, in other news, before we do dive into that chat with Matt Windle, um, you've recently bought a new car. I have. 
Yes. And this is our car I feel like the, the world needs to know about. Yes. Well, I did have a Range Rover Vogue. Yeah, what Vogue. happened to that? Well, I, we bought it as like a filling in the gap um, tow vehicle for, right. you know, towing the E-types around. And then um, I had it for three months. And for probably the last month and a half, it was a bit poorly. So we fixed it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, not going to worry about it anymore. I'm just going to get rid of it. So we sold the, the Range Rover. Oh. And I know, buy Range Rover. And then we're trying to think about what to get as like a long distance. Because at the minute, I, you know, when I went down to, to Heathrow, to Sri Lanka and back again, mm. twice in the end, um, I was in my Mini, my classic Mini, oh. poor thing. So um, it's quite a drive. It is quite it? a drive. And so I do need, I did need something a bit more. You know, it's, I thought to myself, well, it's going to have to be a slightly boring car to what budget allows. So I've ended up buying a, <laughs> I can't even remember the year. Don't forget to pause for a dramatic effect. Drum roll, imagine it. Yeah. 2009, I think, or eight, one of them, Jaguar X-Type, a shooting brake is what we're going to call it. <laughs> wow. I know, right? She's got a PA and she <laughs> drives a Jag. I just need someone to drive the Jag for me. Yeah. And then I've really made it. <laughs> wow. But the Jaguar is currently, I don't know if currently is still the word, unnamed. I name all of my vehicles. You do. Yeah. Yes. So this one has been unnamed. I did go to Instagram to um to mm. ask if, if people wanted to help me name it because I couldn't really think of anything that interesting myself. Mm. Um, so the the number plate, just to give you an idea, um, is KN08. There you are. It's 2008. KN08WZZ. Ooh. Yes. So <laughs> if, if you were to, to read that, it would be basically... Knob whiz. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there's the name. Well, so I'll just go, I may as well ruin the, the surprise. I think I'm going to name it Dr. Knobwiz. <laughs> Dr. Knobwiz. Could you imagine a doctor driving this car around, like some old boy yeah. you know, with a tweed jacket and that? I sound like Dr. Knobwiz. Well, there we are. If you have a better idea, dear um, listeners, please send it in quickly. Know. For goodness' it's sake, it's nearly going to be christened. I mean, we're about to we're about to dive into an interview with the managing director of a, <laughs> of a, uh, a car company, and we've just used the words "Doctor Knobwiz." So sorry, Matt. This is uh, not what I had in mind. I am sorry. Maybe I should have paused and left it as the as like a closing one. But um, I mean, do you want to hear some suggestions that other people? I'd have? love to. Uh, don't read out mine. Okay. Because that will definitely lower the tone. <laughs> okay. A lot of people have said Mick, obviously. Mick? Jagger. Oh, right. Okay. Get it. Get Sorry. Get I, on I it. missed that completely. Um, a lot of people, originally I was going to call it Jeremy or Clarkson or something, because obviously okay. the Jag. Jag. Yeah. But then yeah. I thought, that seems a bit too, too honest. I've had multiple people say Janet. And I thought, why? Janet the Jag. Janet the Jag. And then you're like, honestly, Janet, she looks like a Janet to me. And then we've had our, um, our lovely, lovely videographer for Driven Chat, um, Rich, say, looks like a Janet. I've not met an unreliable Janet. I was like, that's that's yeah. a good point, actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a few people say Bagheera from The Jungle Book, because that was the, the jag in The Jungle Book, the Jaguar. Oh, right, yeah, yeah okay. But this then I thought... Very, people are actually putting thought into this. Yeah, but then I thought, I can't spell that, so... Bagheera, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was written down in a book. <laughs> I know, I've only ever watched the film, <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, I won't be able to do that one, I don't think. Um, but you say you think you've got a name. Oh, well. well yeah, but that. I feel I, it's not set in stone yet. It's, okay. I'm, still, I'm still undecided. So, um, yeah, lots of Jasper, Jeff's, Maggie, Margaret. As someone said Lizzie. Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. I but like Margaret. I kind of feel like it needs to have some form of meaning behind it or some kind <laughs> of... <yeah. laughs> no, I think Margaret the Jag is the best <laughs> name 
that you could possibly come up with? Well, I mean, the Queen used to drive one exactly the same did she yep they, there's a photo somebody sent me a photograph and it uh, of queenie driving it so oh, then they were like wow. what about lizzie or elizabeth and yeah. i was like yeah fit for a queen could definitely do that um but no so i still don't know about that but then multiple pe- pe- people have said tarquin tarquin and i w- don't know why because no. yeah is that, is that a reference to something don't know <laughs> no i don't know either anyway um we've got jerry paddy Desmond, Otis, <laughs> Cyril, Gordon. There's no, there's no kind of. No, like, I, th- I think we peaked at Margaret. I did think we peaked at Mar- Margaret. Margaret the really. Yeah, that's they are probably the most. Um, a lot of people like <laughs> call it Mr. Mondeo because there's oh, a lot yeah, of Mondeo okay. bits in it. But yeah. Mondeo is you know reliable, good little things. Mm. <laughs> you don't seem mm. to be. So, are they not? I thought they were like. How many how many Mondeos of that age do you still see on the road? Uh. Well, you, at least one. <laughs> and there we go. We? There is one. Know. There is one left. But yes, no. If anybody does have any better ideas, please do tell me because it's not set in stone yet. Yeah, ping them over uh, podcast at drivenchat.com or slip into the DMs um, and start your message with I think Jamie. Jamie's? I think Amy's Jag. <laughs> Maybe that's what I call it. Jamie. Because it's Jag and Amy. Or have I just oh, come up with it? I've just done it. Yeah. Jamie. Yeah, I, yeah, start your message or email with I think Jamie. <laughs> I think Amy's Jaguar should be called, and then that, that's it. Yeah. Right, now let's dive into <laughs> an actual conversation, a grown-up conversation. You yep. weren't in for this one, which is, which is a shame. Uh, but myself and Andy uh, were, and we sat down with Matt Windle, the MD of Lotus. Um, the second time we've had him on the podcast, the first time we had Matt on the podcast, he got an amazing response from uh, all of you lovely listeners. He's such a lovely man. Whenever I yes. see him, he, he's, he always takes the time to come and, you know, either yeah. we've been walking from a part of an event to another and he walks with me and we have a little chat and uh, yeah, I've only met him a couple of times. He's yeah. a really nice bloke. It's Looking good, forward to this. Good, good, good guy. Yeah, we, uh, we're big fans of Matt. We're big fans of Lotus, yes. as, uh, as you all know. And of course, the reason that we were there uh, on the day, as well as talking to Matt, we were able to, myself, Andy, uh, and a couple of our film crew, we were there to film the new Radford driving around for the first time. Now, this is under quite strict embargo, so we can't actually show you anything yet. But rest assured that we have filmed some really, really cool stuff and photographed some really, really cool stuff. And as soon as we're allowed to show it, we will. And that's probably going to be close to Christmas. So the call to action that I'm gently pushing you in towards here listener is make sure you're subscribed to our youtube channel because mm-hmm. that's where you're going to see it so if you just search for driven chat on youtube or um i, I believe now if you do youtube.com forward slash driven chat you'll go straight into our channel hit that subscribe button hit the little bell and then the minute that that amazing video goes live you will be able to enjoy it Woohoo! Woohoo! for now let's dive in to matt Windle. the driven chat podcast in association with paramex digital I'm Andy J, sat with John Marker in a very fancy place with a very special guest, a guest who you may have heard from before, and our feedback about his appearance on the show previously from you guys has been nothing short of delightful, I think is the accurate word. I'd agree with John. Absolutely, yeah. Would you like to set the scene, because we are in a hot, sunny space in a cold November. I was going to say, it sounded like you were going to sell something very untrue, but we are in a warm, sunny, we're in a sun trap in an office overlooking a motor racing circuit, or maybe not fair to call it a motor racing circuit, but certainly a test handling circuit in Hethel. It's Lotus. We're at Lotus. And the office that we're sat in is the office of Managing Director Matt Windle. Good morning, guys. Hey, Matt. Matt. Nice to see you again. The secondary office, actually. (laughs) Office number two. Yes. Yeah. So, Matt, I mean, one of the things 
that we've got loads to talk about. But one of the things that we can share with you is that when you came on the show last time, the feedback from our listeners was, what a, what a lovely, normal man. You know, what an approachable, thoughtful, considered human being. I think people assume bosses of massive companies like this one are untouchable, have no feelings, <laughs> and are not, not one of us. So you're one of the people. I'm blushing now. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sunshine. That's okay. No, I mean, that's, uh, it was great having you guys here. I think it, it was quite a unique experience, wasn't it, really, to be behind uh, a global launch of a new sports car. They don't come around all the time. Uh, and it really made the day as well. I mean, we had a lot of fun together. I mean, we did. the weather was horrendous. And <laughs> I, I, just, uh, I just met Andy in the car park and went, this is the first time I met you when it isn't raining. Because we did meet... This sounds a bit dodgy, but we did meet in a car park. <laughs> we did meet in a car park uh, just outside Guildford a couple of uh, months ago, just to hand over some uh, paintings that uh, Andy had sorted out. And it was raining then as well. Wasn't it? We were laughing about it. So. Yeah, but weirdly, it was only raining when you arrived. I'd been stood looking at the Burger King outside, thinking this is lovely, and then you arrive and it starts raining. So I'm not sure it's just me. I think it's yeah. the combination of the two. And when when I left as well, you know, I, I definitely saw Andy heading towards the Burger King. So wow. these rumours about a diet are just not true. <laughs> as, as my waistline, you know, I, I keep wrestling with this thing because we're closing it on Christmas, and I'm like, I know I've got to lose about a stone, but it's also Christmas. Yeah, we're into the season. Now, do I just say January, lose two stone? Do I just live with it? And, you know, like, I used to grow a beard for Christmas and have a Christmas beard. Now I've very much got a Santa gut. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep going, I think. You know, then January, I'll be like all gym users. Be really committed for three or four days. And then, oh, nah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this looking at Matt, who runs marathons just for the hell of it. <laughs> well, I don't run marathons, but I do like running around. So it's, uh, yeah. Well, you do the tough mudder stuff, don't yeah, you? Just, yeah, I, I did the... Uh, yeah, I did the duathlon in London, which was just after the Hampton Court show. And uh, the one thing I learned from that is do not stand at a motor show for three days and then try and do a duathlon afterwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was dead. <laughs> I yeah. was dead. And the funny thing was, I know, I know Alex Goy is a really good friend of yours. Yes. Yeah. I got chatting to him and I showed him the course. And I, I, won't, I won't repeat what he said. <laughs> Basically, he sort of said, you're in trouble. And yeah. I laughed. Yes, I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I hurt a lot the next day when I was doing that. He's so. a top man, actually, Alex. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah. I imagine his, his put-down was desperately eloquent. Blackadder-esque, I think, of any he speaks. Yeah, it was direct, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it got me worried. <laughs> and he was Let, right. Matt, let's just reflect on... I mean, this is a crazy year. You know, we're coming out of a pandemic which is still kind of lingering in the background. We know there's also the the Brexit impact, which we're now starting to see the real ripple effect from in terms of day-to-day -day lives, never mind what's on the shelves and delivery time for things that you're buying to human cost and so on. But in, in amidst all of this, you are running a massive business, which prior to Brexit, prior to the pandemic, if you'd looked at those two, you'd have seen that as the perfect storm for disaster. And yet somehow, Lotus, to me at least, are coming out on top. What's it really been like this, this year? Never mind the start of the pandemic last year. Let's talk about just 2021. What, what's it been like for you? Difficult. Um, I think it's... Uh, I've got a great exec team around me now, so we, we work very closely, and it's, uh, it's a bit of a game of whack-a-mole, really. Something pops up, and mm -hmm. then something comes down. And, I mean, literally just before we came in here, somebody stopped me and said, oh, 
the boat that we're expecting for parts to be here on the 8th of December that we need is still in Canada. It's kind oh, of, wow. it's turned the wrong way out of Los Angeles or something. And you, yeah, just like, I don't really know what. That's, what's that about? That's not, <laughs> you can't blame Brexit or, or pandemic for that. That's just moron, but isn't it? I was going to say. gone the wrong way. No, I, I think, I think this year particularly, I mean, the, the pandemic's been awful. Um, and, you know, thankfully we, we managed to protect the staff. We put a bubble around manufacturing. Um, and and through through the second half of 21, we've been able to relax that and start travelling and people coming in as well. But we've still been really careful. We're monitoring it. We had a call today just on the on the status of staff and the well-being and things. So it's really important. So I think, um, but ironically, we were really worried about the end of the um, of Aura Lease Exige and what it would do for us and stuff like that. To be honest, it's kind of protected us against what's going on because the demand has been 100% for those cars because people know after the end of this year they can't buy the car. Well, you can't, you can't buy a car now, yeah. but nobody will get delivered them. So ironically, that, that what we thought would be, I suppose, a really difficult PR message, really difficult emotional thing as well, has kind of protected us a little bit because we've been, okay, for the first time in Lotus's history, we've had a 95% order book complete Amazing. for over six months so we've been able to order materials and we've been ordered to do this and then on top of that the the launch of Amira um, back in July which you did an amazing job loved, um, it. loved it and uh, the demand for that car is just well it's far exceeded any expectations we had um, and uh, going very strong very strong in the UK very strong in the US very strong throughout the rest of the world we're now just starting the um the European tour as well, so it was in Belgium last night. So we'll see the European demand come up as well, and China. China's really keen on it. So what do you think that? Because because for me it seems obvious. It's a beautiful looking car. It's the last ice engine. Your ice engine doesn't sound right, does it? But it's the, it's the last ice vehicle you guys are producing. It, it still comes. I come back to the looks. It is stunning. I mean, it's just such a great looking car. But what what do you think the secret is? Why has it been so successful in terms of uptake? Um, I think I think uh, people know it's a Lotus, so they know it's going to perform. They know dynamically it's going to be spot on. Um, it looks gorgeous, uh, as you say, which was was something that we we wanted to set out is to make something that's beautiful. But I think it's kind of got no excuses now. So we've taken away all of the issues around um, just around convenience and stuff like that. And and uh, I had a, I'm going to make everybody jealous. And funny enough, I've got a custom customer who we've just been chatting on uh, message and I told him I'd had a car for a weekend he said he's going to report me to the Heffel police for abuse because I'm winding him up because he can't get his car <laughs> but uh, I, di I did have a um, I had one of the V6s for the weekend and um, just things like I know this is going to sound really silly but Lotus owners will know what I mean here the wipers they work they're quiet <laughs> They, they clear the windscreen. You wash your windscreen, you can see out of it and things like that. So I, uh, that's one example. But everything... But people is, don't know that. People no. that are putting the orders in, they don't know that the wipers work. Do you see what I mean? That's, yeah. that's what I'm getting at. No, What's I know. I, I don't know. I think, I think um, there's a buzz about it. I mean, there's, there, there's a, it's something new. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's getting great press as well. And I mean, I mean we're, we're not doing a huge amount to promote it. There's a lot of self-promotion going on amongst the owners the owners groups and things like that so I think it's the excuses are gone I think also 
the price as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I have one of the Lotus dealers said to me, he said, this is the first time I haven't had to discuss price when I'm talking to people about cars, they just want to buy it. So I think we managed to hit the right product at the right price segment. Um, and yeah, it, it'll go, uh, we'll, we'll start the press drives in the new year. Um, customers will be able to get in the cars and then I think it'll go up another level when people are getting honest um, feedback because the only guy that's driven it so far is Jensen that said anything about it sort of thing. So. Yeah, and he was enthusiastic as an understatement. Yeah. I mean, absolutely loved it. I mean, the thing I was wondering, because I was chatting to a friend of mine at the weekend who who was quite badly hit with his business in the during the pandemic and he took out a, a furlough loan. and I can't remember the amount, but it was about 25 grand and he spent it on a car. He used it as a deposit on a car. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if he wasn't alone in that. I wonder if there was quite a few people that were, were taking out these loans mm. and going, I, actually, it's a very good repayment situation and la, 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 la. And it was, you know, roundabout when Amira was being kind of launched and so on. I wonder if that was part of it as well. People just kind of going, well, I've been able to kind of borrow this free money for a bit. I'm, I'm feeling confident. I'm, it, it, I love it. Let's put a down payment in. Possibly. I think, I think also um, there was pent-up demand, you know, through 2019 and early part of uh, tw- uh, 2020, sorry, 2020 and then the early part of this year. People weren't able to spend money, were they? They were able to go out, weren't able to go out and it's things true. like that. So money No holidays. Yeah. No. Yeah. So I think there's money around. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's... And why not treat yourself to a new sports car to get over <laughs> what's been going on for the last couple of years? Says, right. says the Lotus sales. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. It must be really, really exciting. Just, just going back a few steps on some of the things you were saying, like the car doing the European tour. We know that it's been driving around uh, in the UK for the past few weeks, going to various hotspots where people have been seeing it. How does it feel when you're getting those orders in? I, like you say, the car's been in Belgium last night. Chances are the orders are going to start coming in now. That must be a really exciting thing, and especially knowing that the press haven't driven the car yet. Mm. That's amazing. I mean, that's, I guess, the great thing about Lotus is it's always going to have a reputation for being a brilliant handling sports car. But the fact that there are no press articles from any journalist singing its praises and the orders are still flying in is amazing. It's really good. Um, I tend to not take the excitement out of it which is yeah. I suppose is, is my job I start trying to think about the practical sides of it of sure. how we're going to make these cars quicker um, how we're going to get them to the right areas the markets how you know I, I was uh, I was in New York last weekend um, and doing the launch of the car over there and we were just talking about the homologation you know mm-hmm. how soon can we get the homologation into the US we can get them cars and things like that so we start we're just trying to push to push the boundaries on because the demand's there yeah, so push the boundaries on what we can get out. However, the car needs to be right before it goes out as well. So we won't rush it if it isn't correct. Mm. Um, so there's a balancing act. I mean, the, the, the finance guys will be like, yeah, go and wholesale everything <laughs> you can. And we're, we're like, uh, we need to make sure this is right. So, but we're on, we're, you know, we're on track. Mm. Um, we, we're sat here, we're sat on what is the new production deck at Hethel. So you can just walk out and see over the complete production line. Um, we've been running portions of the production line at tack time so mm. our, tack t- our move up time sorry for people who don't know what tack time is our move up time for vehicles will be one every 17 minutes wow so when this is Gosh, when amazing. this is flowing full speed in the latter half of next year you'll be seeing a car pop out of the factory every 17 minutes and um we've been running bursts of portions of the factory running at 
those move up times already, even this far out from SOP, just so that we're getting ready. The paint shop is now automatically painting. Brilliant. Uh, so it's in its it's in its wet trial phase, but somebody sent me a video of this car being sprayed. I got really quite excited because that that for for Lotus is just such a step forward for where mm. we were, and it will it will um, it will really add up to the quality of the product at the end of the day as well. Amazing. It's really interesting to hear from the boss because we've established what a success it is before anyone's got it, before anyone's driven it, before anyone's got one on their driveway, and you'd sort of assume from a boss's perspective. That's just happy days. Get yourself a cigar, sit back on the <laughs> beach, job done. But actually, success brings almost as much stress as, as failure does, doesn't it? Because you, you have to now figure out how to do it to, to greater volumes than you're anticipating. Yet you still sit here cool, calm and collected, completely chilled like nothing's bothering you. But you, I mean, it, it's mad, isn't it? You've had to do so much additional thinking and preparation as a result of success. Yeah, what people don't, um, don't understand is, and don't get me wrong, I would much rather be sat here where yeah, we yeah. are than if we had a hundred orders. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, we probably wouldn't be having this meeting. Um, but uh, it's uh, when you start on a car program. I mean, we've been working on this program now for over three years, probably closer to four years. When you you kind of set out a design concept sheet to your suppliers and you, you give them an indication of what the volume will be, and they design their capacity on that volume. So to then go back and go, actually, could you make us twice as many as we asked for the first time yeah. is not easy because they're not set up for it and, and logistics are not set up for it and the paint shop's not set up for it and um, the AGVs we've got carrying the cars around and things like that. So all of those elements, we have to go through and recut all of our facilities plans, our resource plans, our logistics plans. There. But it's a nice problem to have because yeah. um, the more cars we can get out there. So uh, 22, we're going to make about... Um, we're going to make about the same amount, probably a little bit more than we were planning. Um, but 23, we'll see a significant upload, about 41%. We're going to more cars than we were planning to make, we're going to make. That'll be 23, 24, and then we'll see where it goes from there. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. And with things like the, you mentioned the homologation of cars over to the US, does that require a production line in its own right? Or not, not a separate production line, but its own process? Because I'm guessing... With the homologation, what you mean by that is there are certain rules that you need to comply with for different markets. So do you end up waiting for the US line of cars to go through, or can you do US cars at the same time as European cars? Uh, we probably won't. So, yeah. I mean, what what you tend to do is the earlier cars you make to closer markets. Gotcha. Because um, you can get them out there quicker yeah. for a start. Um, but if I'm totally honest, if there's any issues that are found, they're closer to they're closer to the factory to fix as well. Perfect. So, course, yeah. however, we're we're already doing. Um, we've done seventeen crash tests, I think. So we've already oh, wow. written, we've already written off seventeen Amiras. Sorry, sorry <laughs> to say that. But, uh, <laughs> Must be slightly gutting. <laughs> yeah. you know? um, and uh, the, the the crash program's going very well. Mm. Uh, we've already started the federal crash tests as well. Um, Do you watch them? Have you been and seen them? I haven't been to see them. I've, I've watched them in the past because, I mean, body engineering was my background. So yeah. I've spent, spent the, uh, you know, it's always like, right, we're going to do this crash at uh, seven, five o'clock in the evening at, at Myra. It's always like two, three o'clock in the morning by the time they get it pr oh, wow. properly rigged up. and Because if you're putting in, so we factor, um, for these cars, we factor at least 
five times the price. Mm. So, you know, what they're, re they're retailing at 75K, so, you know, you're talking five times that. It's a lot of money to put in the wall if you're not ready to record it properly or you're not ready, you have yeah. all the right parts on it and stuff like that. So, but that's going really well. Um, I'm actually, actually going out in the production spec dynamics cars this afternoon. <sighs> so, everybody knows Gav Kirsch. Around here? Around the roads, around the track, oh. yeah. So, everybody knows Gav Kershaw, who's our director of yeah. attributes. So, he dropped me a note this morning saying, I've got the production specs cars that I need to sign off today. Would you like to come? It's like, okay, let me just think about that for a nanosecond. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what meetings do I have to cancel to get out there? So I, I will actually be driving the um, production spec cars. That's today. amazing. There'll be so many people, me included, listening to this going, yeah, but you're the, you're the big boss. Surely you get oversight on all of this stuff. But yeah, to have your, your chief development driver go, hey, look, come and have a go at this. This yeah. is cool. And you well, it's like, his job. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Gav's, Gav's job is to protect the customer as far as attributes are concerned. Because um, there's always pressures. There's, there's pressures from engineering, there's pressures from quality, there's pressures from manufacturing to try and maybe, uh, uh, not get cut corners, not the right word, but maybe to modify what we're trying to achieve on attributes. Mm. So we, we have Gav there as the um, voice of the customer. And if he drives it and he says it's not good. Um, but this is, this is how fast we're moving, because they gave me a car at the weekend. Um, which I wasn't happy about an element of it, so it was an early production, uh, early validation production car. Was it the wipers? No, it was. I was happy with the wipers. I wasn't happy with the uh, the road noise from the front wheels, okay. uh, and so I came back and reported that. And then last night they got a car in front of me that they've done the MVH updates on it, and it was fine. So Amazing. that's how quick we're moving, you know. So, but uh, as an attribute set, they're all they're already working on where the car will go before we get to production. Um, but it is quite nice to be... I, th I think they do actually value my judgment a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe beyond, well, they, they maybe beyond my back, they're going, give an idiot, doesn't know what he's talking about. But, uh, yeah, the road noise is fine. I like <laughs> it like that. Turn the radio up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should be listening to Driven Chat. I mean, the thing is, though, Matt, I mean, you have to make so many decisions. I mean, roughly per week, how many... How many tough decisions are you having to make? How many judgments are you just having to go, let's do this, let's... Do it that way, because we have to just decide. Not, not that many. Um, I mean, it's generally now, I mean, the exec's strong, the, the senior management team is strong. It, they try and sort it out before it gets to me, and they know, they, know, um, they know what I like, they know what I'll say, they'll know, you know, after a year of working closely together, they know the stuff I'll push back on, so it's kind of like, don't bother bringing that to Matt, because if you haven't... You haven't got a business case, so you can't show where this is going. He isn't, he's not even going to listen to it. Um, so they know that, so they work through it beforehand. A lot of it is... Um, You've developed your reputation in-house then. Yeah. You've got the godfather vibe. Yeah, but that, that's the right thing, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's... It, it, you you learn... They always say, manage your manager, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So they, they know how to get me into a place where... Um, I don't have to get so grumpy with them, is, is one way of putting it. Which I don't do that often, but sometimes you just have to. Uh, but all of the time I'm ramping up the pressure on them, you know, it's, and, and they know that. They know that. It's, um, but we, we've got so many elements going on. We're, you know, just like yesterday. So we, we issued the ball pack papers because we've got a ball back on the 30th of November, so we've been working on that for ages. We're talking about financing, we're talking about current production, we're talking about Amira testing, we're talking about. We had a guy here yesterday who was incredible. Um, we work with the Norwich City Community Sports Foundation, so they're a, they're a charity that work uh, on inclusion 
through sport, so they have severely disabled children playing sport mm. or down. You know, so they've got a fantastic facility just around by Norwich Airport. So we donated an lease to them for their charity, wow. which they they auctioned and they made over a hundred thousand for this lease. Incredible, it's amazing. But the guy who was here yesterday was uh, he won ticket for nine pounds and he won a final edition two forty wow. lease. And the, it was a brilliant day. I mean, <laughs> there was uh, it, it was just. Delia Smith was here. Jake Humphrey was here. Um, we've got our, our friends from Radford here at the moment as well. So Jensen was around and, and was around. It was just like, this isn't a normal day at Lotus, <laughs> yeah. honestly. But it, it kind of is. This kid's going to be he's going to be showing up every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's expecting his like Disneyland. Yeah. It's just famous people and fast cars. Yeah, I mean, so. that should be the title of your autobiography, actually. Yeah. <laughs> famous people, fast cars and Elon. Yeah. You know, just, well, I guess he's famous as well, isn't yeah. he? But. So, no, but the, there's so much going on, but the buzz around the place is fantastic, you know. We, the people understand what we're trying to achieve um, externally, but internally the staff really are on the journey. They've got fantastic facilities now. Um, back to your very early, you know, first question. We looked after them through the COVID process, paid them 100%, protected them, um, really looked after them, and, and I think, you know, we really are a company that values our staff now. We're, and we are one team. We call ourselves us lot. I mean, that's that's what I've noticed. You know, I've been here a couple of times now since the launch and, and, and sort of just strolled around because you guys are very kind of brilliantly relaxed. Obviously, there's plenty of security, but, you know, there's, there's lots of areas where you can just walk and, and just chat to people who are working on the production line or, or in design or whatever it might be. And I've found the people I've spoken to, just complete randoms from wherever they might be across the business, they're so thrilled with where Lotus is going and they're so proud to be here. There, there is a... I use the word family... Because that's how it feels. You know, they genuinely seem to be probably part of the location as well because you're far from other manufacturers. It does feel like a family. There's a lot of pride, yeah. I think, here. I, it, one of the things we noticed after the, the big podcast we did launching around the launch of the Amira was we actually had a lot of messages on our social feeds from your employees. Really? Which was really interesting. That's good. Um, and I'm guessing it was shared internally on some sort of uh, platform. But, yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of messages on our, on our social feeds just from people with really showing such pride saying you know thanks for coming down thanks for doing the recording i work in paint or i work on production line or i work in pr and it was amazing just to see so many people were just like willing to step forward and go yeah yeah i'm part of this and it's it's really cool and as you say andy it is it's like a family a really proud inclusive family it's fantastic to see and they've got me as their dad yeah <laughs> i was gonna say that makes you the daddy <laughs> how does that feel uh, matt let's talk about your progression because you know i i used the magic word elon just then because of course you are a lotus man through and through bar a stint with tesla i i think if memory serves at a time when it was very 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 interesting to be at tesla i mean it was when major decisions were being made like right now the kind of tesla machine is kind of it almost runs on autopilot. You know, let's come up with a crazy thing. Let's throw a, a, a ball at a piece of glass as a stunt and so on. You know, those are the, the those are the maverick moments. Generally, it seems to be just kind of the machine. But when you were there, it was it was building, wasn't it? It was becoming the monolith. Yeah, Tesla was formed in uh, two thousand and three. Uh, so it's getting obviously getting close to uh, twenty years old now as a company. I joined in two thousand and five. Yeah, uh, and. It, it was it was a brilliant time you know and it was I never I never envisaged at that point that um, Tesla would be what it is now I think Elon did but uh, and some other people did but uh, yeah it was it was a really 
Um, really interesting time, really interesting project. So a lot, a lot of it was done at Lotus as well. So they worked in partnership on the first Roadster. And um, that's how I became, to, I, I got to be involved because somebody I worked with here approached me about coming to work for him. And um, it, it was a, it was kind of, it was a weird working situation because we were kind of autonomous in the UK as well. Um, the eight hours difference between um, where, what we were doing here and then California. So we would have a, an overlap period of from about four o'clock in the, in the afternoon here. But we were just left to deliver, make decisions and, and, and get on with it. And, um, you know, as I was saying earlier about the team that's here, that's what I'm trying to get here is if you trust people and you, you know, you, 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 you give them the direction, but you leave them to do the job. It works so much better because people really get so much more satisfaction out of what they're doing because they're not being told to go and do that. And uh, I think that's a really important thing to do. But yeah, um, Tesla at that time, I mean, we went through three logos, I think, in that stage. So uh, for those who know their Tesla history, there was there was a couple of different logos then. And um, the Roadster, Roadster came out. Uh, when did we get that? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That's market. Well, the Model S was 2000 and wasn't it? I think the Roadster was 2008, built it for four years, built, built two and a half thousand of them. Um, spent quite a lot of time over in America as well, so um, I was travelling back and forth quite a lot. So, uh, Do you ever think about the Roadster being up in space, just going yeah. round and round? Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Are we playing <laughs> yeah. on loop? Yeah, it's incredible. So, That's uh, really, I mean, I love it, but it's, it must be really, really odd to just go think, yeah, something I've made is just... In space, <laughs> just it's just out there. Yeah, and um, it was a it was a real atmosphere of getting stuff done. You know, it was a proper startup mentality as well, and um, just Tesla really looked after us. We worked really hard in return, and you know, we, we got the vehicle to production. It was quite good in the end as well. Um, spent a lot of hours driving it around this track as well, which was quite nice. And uh, but yeah, since since they've gone on from there. And, uh, yeah, it's incredible, isn't it, the story, really? Well, I mean, I guess the thing is, one of the, one of the major things that has fallen in Elon's favour, as it were, is, is the adoption of electrification and, of course, the changes that governments have made and so on. But back in 2005, the idea of an all-electric vehicle was ludicrous. Were you aware, you know, was, was that kind of your mindset while you were working on it as well? Kind of like, this is a gimmick, it's not really going to work? Or, or did you kind of think, this guy's a visionary? 
I thought he was a visionary. I really did. Because, you know, very early on, he, he kind of said, you know, I want, I want to change space travel. I want to change uh, automotive. Um, and, you know, I want to do work for the environment and things like that. And he, he was saying that back then, and he's still saying it now, and he is still delivering on it. And um, it, it, it was, uh, you know, he was a... He was a fantastic general to go into battle behind, if you know what I mean. You know, he really, he really inspired the troops um, and gave us the vision and gave us the ability to deliver the vision. And um, I think uh, hopefully people can see from, from what we're doing here is, I'm not Elon Musk, don't get me wrong, I'm not claiming to be, but that's the model I'm trying to do here is just yeah. drive home the vision, get people to deliver, get used to delivery and um, just, just delivering every little result that you're asked to do adds up you know it's not all about the obviously I've got the bigger vision sat in my head and, and some other people know about that but it's just about everybody doing their bit every day adds up and then you suddenly are all moving forward together as a team and that's that's exactly what Tesla was like it really was just all together all with a vision it was difficult I mean you know we had we had, um, we had lots of ups and downs you know uh, he's written about the, um, the body issues we had and uh, we had to move body supplies just before production. I was heavily involved in that because body engineering was my... Yes, we lost a, lost quite a bit of sleep over that, but we got there in the end, and it was it, was, it worked all right. So. I like the idea that you've got a, like a WhatsApp going on with him. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys still in touch? Cause I, no. Oh, that's a shame. Because, you know, now I think it's... You know, you are your competitors, you know, and with the Avaya, and, and obviously I'm a, we all know everyone has to have an electric future, so presumably that's very much on your roadmap. I mean, it has to be, doesn't it? So you are, it's kind of arm wrestling the old fella. Yeah, you know? I think so, but he's ahead, isn't he? I mean, they, they've got the infrastructure, they've got the products, they've got the, I mean, the size of their business is incredible. Um, but as, uh, we, we've talked about this before, and we, we came up with our strategy back in 2017 when Julie and Etika took over here very straight away we said we've got to go electric and um, at that time we were thinking environmentally legislation but where customer demand has gone but customer demand now is just well, it, it, the speed towards electrification is is, is scarily quick now um, we actually feel a bit behind the curve even though uh, we, we've got I mean Avaya's out there which was a halo product type 132 will be out next year which will be interesting to see the demand around that and then by 26, 27, we'll be fully electric um, car company, which will be, you know, be, we've got a lot of work to do to get there, but it is the right strategy. So I did, I did say to someone the other day, I said, just when we've got our first electric sports car ready, I'm going to go out and tell the Daily Mail there's a petrol shortage again and see how Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy an electric car secondhand now. That's it. There were all those conspiracy <laughs> theories kicking around, which is there's no shortage. They're just making it up so that electric <laughs> sales, you know, and everyone has to change. It's Dieselgate all over again. But I mean, I mean Matt, how f you just sort of said, you know, 26, 27, everything's going to be electric for you guys. How much is that in your day-to-day -day thoughts? How far ahead are you as the boss of this company? How far ahead are you thinking on a daily basis? Because your here and now is pretty full in terms of your, your plate of what you have to do anyway, isn't it? Uh, all the time. So my job really is... Um, my job is to be the guy who drives the strategy and is looking ahead and... Um, CFO was it sat exactly where you are, Andy, this morning, and we were. Was he as hot as I am? Because <laughs> I am burning up now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we were we were talking about 
where we, how we raise funds, where we raise funds for what we want to do and, and, and how we're going to go around doing them. Um, it was interesting. I, I kind of smirked a little bit when you said, oh, yeah, you can walk around everybody's... You can't walk around the bits that you can... Uh, oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I mean no, no, outside no, no. in no, but canteen I mean, and everything. I, you know. I, I can tell you that the next sports car is... There's a, you know, there's a couple of models down in the studio that I've seen, and I'm really quite excited about it. So we're 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 always, you know, at least five years ahead of, of today as far as writing business plans, finances, products, strategy. Um, and the future stays sporty. I'm I'm kind of gleaning that because you said the next sports car. Mm. I'm just using your word. Well, it's out there. It's Type one three, one three five, isn't it? So. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. So Type one three five. There is a full-size full model down in the studio, and it looks good. Oh. Andy, I'm just going to pop yeah. to the loo. <laughs> yeah. Just I, walk I around, John. It's very time. friendly here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks good. Wow. Um, yeah. It's very, very early, but I'm very happy with it. So. This is, I, this, I mean, it just seems like this is such a cool time to yeah. be boss of Lotus. Mm. I've, got, I've got an amazing job, haven't I? Yeah. How lucky am I? Yeah. Just to just to point out for the listeners, or the smile on Matt's face as he was describing the car, or talking about the car there. It do, to, I don't know about you, Andy. But to me, it does. It, I feel like it's a very, very, very exciting car. I mean, look, just, given what yeah. we've seen, yeah. you know, the, the Amira, the Avaya, and so on. Absolutely, yeah. If you're saying it's cool, given how much we love them, yeah, then it's going to be like really cool. Yeah, I've got to stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> We've managed to shake off the PR police. There's no one here <laughs> yeah, st- staring at me, making me feel uncomfortable. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this is it. You, you have a. We're, we're sitting. We haven't really described the room other than the sunshine, which is now starting to kill John and I. We're, a pair of us are melting slightly, but it's it's basically all glass, which is another reason why it's so hot. And you know, behind me and where where John is, you've got a, a, one of those massive, great conference tables with what look like a lot of decision makers. Yep. Some of them in high vis, some of them wearing uh, face masks, obviously, and there's a lot of whiteboards with decisions being made. I've seen hand gestures kind of between them and you happening from time to time. People were popping in just before we started recording. So clearly, you know, there's a whole lot of stuff. I mean, how you're staying focused on us when over my shoulder <laughs> people are scribbling things on whiteboards that you understand that just looks like code to me. How you're staying focused when that's happening is, is another thing. Then across to the back of John, you've got what, probably 200 people sat at desks doing things, many of whom have access to just come and check things with you. And then behind them is a massive piece of glass where the factory floor is. You've really, you have chosen to put yourself into the heart of it, haven't you? Absolutely, yeah. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. It's, um, as we kind of mentioned the two offices at the start, didn't we? Yeah. So we've got an exec suite that's over in uh, in in the white building, as we call it, at Hethel. So we're, we're the exec suite, but... This now for the next six months while we get um, a mirror into production, but also a via, which the factory's just over my shoulder around there, so it's a five-minute walk from here. This is where the decisions need to be made, and 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 um, it's we've done the we've we've done the majority of the engineering now. There's still the testing to go, but it's really important for the operations guys that they see they're supported. They see this, you know. I don't want to be seen to be sat in an ivory tower over in uh, over the other side of the factory. I want to be um, close to the action. And then the head of projects, the head of supply chain, the head of quality, the head of um, operations, we're all, and, and myself, we're all within this office uh, environment that's here as well. So quick decisions. Once a week we have, um, we all get together and go through the status of all the programmes, those, those senior execs. Um, so we 
you know, and it is, it's sometimes it's right, we need five people to go and pick parts. Okay, take five people from me, I'll, I'll move them over, or we need to hire somebody to do this, all right, you know, this tooling's overrun, or this tooling's going to be late, and we're just, we're just moving the blocks around to try and get the best picture. But knowing it and being close to it, um, understanding it to a level of detail that allows you to make quick decisions is really important to me. And getting back to Elon, that's where he was as well. You know, he, he was, he knew the engineering, he knew the manufacturing. I mean, when Model S started, he went and sat, he sat up in the factory and sat in, on the factory floor, didn't he, for a year yeah, or so. Yeah. And um, you can't manage, you can't manage a business if you don't understand what's going on. Um, and obviously, I, you know, I haven't got the capacity to know everything that's going on, but to the skill is is um, is picking the right things to focus on, and not stressing the small things as well. Sometimes because you can, th there are times, and you sort of said about me sat here relaxed. There are times where I just hear something, and it, through experience previously, probably I would have reacted a bit, but now I just kind of think I'll give them a day. I'll give them a day. They just they just needed to say something, but I'll give them a day, and then I'll go back the next day and just say, well, what happened with so-and-so? Oh, yeah, yeah, we found a fix. And you, So you, you kind of get that, um, I suppose it's it's just intuition, really, of yeah. when you need to help, when you don't. And Some people, some, some of the senior guys I hardly talk to, so I have to push them to have a chat, whereas others I talk to every day because they need that. It's just, it's just management skills knowing people, pulling levers, and hopefully the whole thing goes forward. But, is it, but that, is, that is a unique skill, though. You know, people are complicated. People have a whole world of challenges, never mind what their actual job is. You know, something that we've learned in the last four or five years and, and has been pronounced by, uh, you know, the pandemic and so on, is, is people have challenges in their lives. You know, there's a lot of people that carry darkness around and that, that needs to be considered as well. You know, you've got to have your mind on everything. It's not just, are they doing their job well? It's also, are they okay? Is everything all right? And it's, and that I think is new and it's great, by the way. I'm, I'm all for this, you know, focused on mental health and so on approach that, that, that workplaces have now. But it is, it's not something that you would have had to have thought about 10 years ago. No, and, but it is really important. Because I'm sure it was there ten years ago that people yeah. were having problems. Yeah, um, yeah I, I kind of. It's fu it's funny, isn't it? As you. Um, That's a nice sound. Yeah, we, we're getting interrupted by something on the track. That is a bit distracting. That so as you as you <laughs> explained, my office it is sat out looking over the um, what's the south side of the track at Hethel. So everything, every time something goes past, I get a little bit distracted. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, uh, the problems were there, and, and it is, it's really important to recognise them, people's well-being. Again, you know, I talked about us trying to look after the staff here. We've introduced um, mental health first aiders this year, which has gone down really well. We've been working on a well-being charter, you know, healthy, healthy choices, financial advice, exercise advice. Um, I think I mentioned this before, but... In the summer, we open the track up on a Thursday night so people can run, walk, cycle, oh, crawl, crawl, whatever they want to do. So it's a, you know, it's a fantastic facility. And um, yeah, we still actually. I was talking about the CFO earlier, Mark Farris. We're still we've got bet on at the moment that he reckons he can beat me on a lap round the track. Him riding Chris Boardman's 108 bike, Type 108, <laughs> and me riding the new Olympic bike. Oh. So we've got to work out when that challenge goes down. <laughs> I so, love it. Yeah. How's, how's his level of fitness? Well, 
not it doesn't match his level of confidence i don't think <laughs> <laughs> is where we're at but it's 2.2 miles around here so I, I think i think actually what we should do is uh, we should probably try and do a charity effort around that and see yeah. how it goes. we need to get you down for that so i'd love to you can broadcast from the from the <laughs> lotus olympics That'd two, old, two old guys <laughs> puffing around <laughs> well you know we'll, we'll have to get some racing legends here as well you know, we'll have to get chris chris borman and chris hoy down to kind of give you their assessment yeah yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, thanks. I'd really like to be embarrassed even more. <laughs> so, so, some bloke who... I always say I'm short for my weight, you know, so stuff, <laughs> stuffed into Lycra is not going to be the pretty sight. <laughs> Let's do it. That'd be brilliant. But again, that's the sort of initiative, you know, there are certain... We've, you know, we've met a few... I'm not going to name names, but we've met a few bosses of, of, of rivals and they'd never dream of doing that. Just, I mean, just the basic thing of being seen in Lycra by the people that work for them would horrify them. You know, they'd never do that because of, of the, the ripple effect and the gifts that will follow. Whereas you're all in. I love that. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, people who know me, I know I'm pretty down to earth. Um, yeah, I came, I came from an apprentice background. I, I've, I've been humiliated in the factory. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to do that now, obviously, but uh, in the good old days. And, um, you know, you, that's... Uh, that survival instinct when you're working in operations, I suppose, is one way of putting it. And uh, I don't, I don't take, I, I definitely don't take myself too seriously. You can't. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lucky guy sat in this seat at the moment. But it's, 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 it's the place, it's the business that it's not about Matt Windor at all. Um, and it's, it's the people that make this place and the products, and that's, that's the important thing. Really. And the products are fun sports cars. Yeah. So you can't be sat here pretending it's all completely serious. Obviously, there are some very, very big business decisions that need to be made, and a lot of it is quite sensible. But ultimately, you're making fun things, yeah. toys. It's brilliant. Yeah. So uh, this morning, <laughs> this is a little, a little shot into uh, Matt Windle's life. Uh, so I do still do things like have to put the bin out and stuff, right? That is a blue, <laughs> that's a blue joint. What, here? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, uh, That'd uh, be a big bin, wouldn't it? Yeah. At home. And uh, <laughs> we live at the end of a drive, so the bin lorry comes down our drive. And there I was at half six this morning. I could hear him coming thinking, oh, I've forgotten the bin. She's going to kill me. <laughs> so I've legged it out there and uh, got the bin out. And because I had a mirror there because I was driving this MVH mirror last night. And then I spent like five minutes having a chat with these guys about the car and stuff like that and it's just everybody's interested everybody's interested in the story yeah. so there I was at half six this morning chatting to my lovely guys that come around and do our bins about Amira and it's it, it just you know people love the story and do they know who you are at Lotus or are they just are you just an employee at Lotus I don't so so we had this conversation we were at a party on Saturday and my wife said to me do you mind that I just say you work at Lotus yeah. when anybody asks and I said no I say the same thing so if anybody asks me I just say oh yeah I just work at Lotus That's great. and then if they ask what I do then I'll tell them but I don't generally go yes I'm the MD yeah, I like great yeah. that is cool do you have a I, I'm always fascinated because I, I realise I've asked this to a few people now and most people do and I didn't but I feel like I need one now do you have an alternative identity an aeroplane identity so where this came from is somebody told me a while ago, a famous person told me that they have a completely different ID for when they're sat next to someone on a flight. Oh. So when it's like, what do you do? They make, they've, got the, they've got a whole backstory set. You know, they're a surgeon and they're this, that and the other and they've saved lives and they've worked for you know, various different Médecins Sans Frontier and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and I said, how did you get away with that? And he's literally like, well, if, if they don't recognise me, 
then I can kind of get away with anything. So I'm guessing this was a famous person. It was a famous person. It was a famous person. But I've asked non-famous people as well oh, if they have effectively separate lives. You know, this, this, this flight identity. So who is, who is Matt Windle's on-the-plane ID? You're sat next to a random stranger who just, who's, you know, you've got eight hours together. Hey, who are you? What do you do? Wrestler, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm flying to Los Angeles tomorrow. So ah, I, there you go. I will use that time to think about my alternative idea and I'll come back to you on I that I guess one. it depends who you're going to be sat next to, doesn't it? If it's somebody that you really don't want to talk to, then yeah, you would say cage fighter or wrestler. And then in the hope they'd go, okay, I'm just going to keep myself to myself. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm actually just out <laughs> yeah. of prison. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'll go. I'll go, are you one of the midgets they shoot out of the cannons? <laughs> <laughs> out of the cannons, yes. Yeah, so so, no, have a think about it. Let yeah, me know what you come up with. Because yeah, well. I hadn't realised how many people have a go-to separate life. And it's, it seems to be about 50% of the people I ask are immediately like, yeah, I, I say this, this and this. So you're wow. famous, so what's yours? Wrestler, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, need to, we need to figure that one out. You have to go, don't you? You've given us... What time is it? Oh, gosh, yeah, you've given us loads of your time. You've got business meetings to have. Very quickly, tomorrow you go to LA. What's next for you and Lotus that you're allowed to share? Because I realise there's embargoes and top secret things and John's stumbling to try and find 135 and won't. <laughs> yeah. what, what can you tell us about the next short term? Um, so the real focus for us now is to get um, a mirror and a fire into production, which will be early next year. So we're on track for that. Uh, we've got the GT4 coming. Um, and... Uh, that will be great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. This is another thing. It's, uh, I've just been and done my track license, so I'm quite excited oh, about that. Yeah. So uh, I'm, uh, whether I get to drive the GT4, I don't think. But back to Gav, I need him to. Uh, I need him to give me a few lessons. That'd be great. Well, that's the follow-up to your bike race. Yeah. You do. You have the bike race followed straight into GT4 several laps in the GT4 yeah. against each other. That then, would be good. Yeah. Level the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, type one three two. Is imminent, um, so we've we've been doing some uh, some teases on that this this week, which will uh, culminate Friday. What day is it today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Today. Yeah, yeah. we'll culminate in two days' time uh, ahead of the Guangzhou Auto Show that's going on over in China. Uh, so then we'll lead into that first part of next year. Uh, but ongoing planning is um, carry on with site developments here. Uh, think about the future, future projects, future sports cars, get that underway. Um, we've got some interesting partnerships that we've done through Lotus Engineering as well, which we will probably be announcing early in the new year. So it's, it's not just what we're doing here. We're, we're, um, we're doing uh, projects with partners. So we've signed, some, we've signed a deal that we can announce early next year and then we've got another one that's ongoing. Um, Future developments, so we're developing our site in Wellsbourne in the Midlands. Uh, we've now got battery testing in there, HV training. So we've been, been over there quite a bit, developing that site. And then, yeah, the, the, the road to electrification, really. So got some interesting projects on around really highly efficient, power-dense EDUs, so the electric drive units. We're looking about what to do with batteries, what cells to use and things like that. So it's all, there'll be a little Lotus DNA uh, element to what we do going forward just saving the weight um, I've, I'll put it out there that the weight of type 135 which will be a slightly bigger car than a mirror has to be the same as a mirror even with battery technology and stuff in that wow. so the guys at the moment are running around materials technologies joining technologies 
as I say, small, dense, um, power dense parts in the cars and stuff like that. So we're starting to work on that really. Um, cool. Mm. Yeah. It's very cool. I, th I get the sense there's a massive, massive future ahead and it's going to be very exciting and, and quite fast. Yeah. It, it's, it's wonderful. And it, it's, you know, you guys need to keep coming along. You're part of the story now. Yeah. And, uh, Love it. Yeah, just I've been more than happy to, for you to come along and we'll talk about the progress. Obviously, we'll, we'll do the bike race at some stage as well. <laughs> Faris, I'm coming for you. Uh, but um, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's just so much going on. It, and it's wonderful. I mean, the, um, the Amira drives will be in the first quarter of next year as well. So that's, I'm, I think it will be all right. I've driven the cars. I think they're good. Um, but you never know. And... Um, We'll, uh, we'll have the press driving the cars, we'll have people here who can see the facility, see what we're doing, and uh, hopefully that goes down well, and then we sell loads that I've got such a problem that we have to make them. Bring it on. Happy days. Hey, thanks for letting us come back. No really problems. appreciate it. Lovely to speak to you again. Happy days. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end, the very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find a new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.